2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now,
0: Kramer and Jess. Mornings on Mix 106.5.
3: Yo, what up? It's really weird for me. I'm kind of like scratching my head because I'm like, is it Thursday? It's Thursday.
4: It's Thursday.
3: Uh, and look what the cat drug in today, y'all.
4: It's me. <laughs> I'm here.
3: Jessica Nutra's back, everybody. We are live once again. And it's good to be here. Uh, let's start with our chant, should we? Because this week's been really weird, especially for us, because Jess was off for too well, a day and a half, and so yeah. uh, it's Thursday. That means one more sleep. This time tomorrow, we're going to be like, yeah, it's Friday. You got your weekend plans rolling out, all that fun stuff, right? So let's like get over this true hump day, which is Thursday, by saying one more sleep. One, more, more, sleep. Sleep. One more, sleep. more sleep. One more sleep. One more sleep. One more sleep. Okay, hang on. Gina Crash is calling my cell phone. Should I answer it live Should on the air? You,
4: yeah. Should we, some, we may need to let her in. Okay, you, but you just do, do get that. That's why I did this. Hi, Gina. Hi, guys. Let me just talk super loud so there aren't any um, bad words hit on the air. Let's check in with our six o'clock club. That's you. Text us, 410 583 1065. Veronica is here. Karen and Amber, our kinder care ladies, are here. Our Greek goddess from Diana, our Greek goddess Diana from Annapolis is here. Who else is up with us? We have Jess R from Westminster, Lee Magic Mike in Pasadena, Lori K. Good morning, Terry. Beautiful Beverly, Hope is here. Clever Kevin checking in. John the Annapolis Locator. Who else is up with us? A uh, Francesca the Nurse. I have a. Happy birthday and also an anniversary. I don't have a name, but happy 50th wedding anniversary to you guys tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Terrence Congrats. is here. Mr. W. from Reisterstown and Handy Andy checking in. Happy Thursday.
3: You too. Somebody brand new that's never texted us before, let us know you're here. 410-583-1065. So, how you feeling?
4: I'm okay. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah
3: you want to explain what kind of happened in case you weren't here on Tuesday's show?
4: Yeah, so we just got back from Dallas. We went to Morning Show Boot Camp. It's like a radio conference that we went to over the weekend. And I came back just feeling like rat. Yeah. Felt nauseous. I had a headache. And so I actually ended up leaving a little early on Tuesday. And I took and I was out yesterday just chugging Pedialyte. Yeah. Yeah, my migraine was not very fun.
3: I told Jess, I, and I'm, I'm not a doctor. Like, anyone listening is probably way more qualified as a medical professional, even if you're an accountant, than I would be when it comes to health stuff. I just Google a lot. But I told Jess, I I bet you were dehydrated. Probably. Like, that stuff, like, dehydration messes you up in the weirdest ways. And you're like, you think dehydration is like, oh, my throat is kind of dry. Well,
4: that's what I thought, because I was kind of having a hard time talking, too. But the nausea thing was throwing me off. Like, why do I feel like I'm going to puke right now?
3: I know there's somebody listening that's a nurse. We had a great medical people here in the state of Maryland. So, your symptoms one more time. Let's have them diagnose you via text message.
4: Oh my gosh, I was nauseous. Mm-hmm. I had a migraine, mm-hmm. and I was coughing,
3: but no fever. No fever. No, we tested for COVID. Yeah, two million for COVID times. Twice. Yeah. So not, that's no not a COVID thing. either. Yeah. But I'll tell you, y'all. Like this COVID stuff's getting kind of wild again. We went to this radio conference, right? And. It's almost, I don't want to say it's a joke, but it's quite the piece of commentary right now about how many people that went to the conference did get COVID or sick. And I'm like, yeah, I got lucky. I really, I thank my introvertedness for that because I was was running (laughs) around.
4: I was not drinking enough water. I was drinking alcohol, caffeine to stay awake. It was like an emo night. It took me out. It took me out. You can't
3: do it like you used to, Jeff. This is, this is, it was a different kind of heat,
4: though. Can I say I have like never experienced that kind of heat before?
3: I get it. It's different though, but I'm telling you, I think it's the first time, maybe not first, but it's, and tell me if this is true. When you turn 30, like you hear these legends of like not being able to do it like you used to, and like little things start to happen where eventually you'll be like, like, I can't really do it like I used to. Okay? I mean, yeah,
4: but there's so many people that are way older than me that, that have been doing it for years I and do, it hasn't taken hey, them out.
3: What you'll learn about that too, is I used to think the same thing. They just suffer silently. Oh. You know what I mean? They'll be life for the party, and then you won't see them for two weeks. You're like, what happened with Johnny? They're literally in the ICU. <laughs> they, like, just couldn't stay up past their bedtime that way, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah.
4: Now. 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 These are the top three trending stories in the
5: city. The Baltimore Top Three, three. with Jess. Oh.
4: Three. A rescue team based out of Maryland is heading to Hawaii. The 80 member Maryland Task Force One flew at a BWI last night and is set to arrive in Hawaii around 8 a.m. this morning. They'll be assisting other teams conducting search and rescue operations following the deadly Maui wildfires. Task Force 1 is made up of first responders from Montgomery, Howard, and Prince George's County, as well as D.C. That's,
3: uh, I don't know if you guys are keeping up with this. It seems just to be getting worse and worse over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, most of, to be completely transparent, most of my knowledge of this has come from TikTok, but just seeing the videos. Right. And the stories. Yeah. The people that were, like, stuck in the water mm-hmm. because they had nowhere else to go just to, like, be safe, you know? Mm-hmm. It's... So tragic. Number two.
4: Ego is coming out with a special booze that pairs with waffles. Ego has teamed up with Sugarlands Distilling to launch a new liquor called Ego Brunch in a Jar Sippin' Cream. It's 20% alcohol, 40 proof. The taste is described as blending flavors of toasted Ego waffles, sweet maple syrup, butter, and a hint of smoky bacon. Eggo Brunch in a Jar is available at select retailers, and you can visit sugarlands.com slash brunch in a jar to find one near you. It's going to be available in select states, and yes, Maryland is one of those states. I
3: yeah, okay. So, what I've decided I have to do with all this food stuff because every morning at this time we talk about food stuff, I get annoyed, and I'm like, I is, think I is have this to
4: appealing just, to anybody? I, no. This, no, this this one.
3: No, Ooh. I don't think anyone's sitting back being like, "Oh my gosh, I can't wait to do it." But none of these things are we like, "Oh my gosh, I can't wait." Number one,
4: the family featured in the Oscar-winning film "The Blind Side" is responding to the allegations made by former NFL player Michael Orr. Earlier this week, Orr filed a petition claiming Sean and Leanne Tui never adopted him and instead tricked him into signing a document that made them his conservators. Sean Tui said the conservatorship was the only option for the family because they could not adopt Orr since he was over 18. And he claims each family member, including Orr, received $14,000 as part of the movie deal. However, Orr alleges that the Tui family made millions while he received nothing, despite being the inspiration for the story that made over $300 million. (laughs) However, the Tui's lawyer claims Orr received an equal share of the $700,000 the family earned from the film.
3: Okay, even at $700,000, it doesn't seem fair.
4: Even if if the equally thing is true, why is he getting equally $14,000 when it was his story? Like if well, you know what yeah, I'm saying
3: because they let Hollywood touch it and I'm sure it got messy
4: you know but do you feel like even so, so I'm sorry the, the movie had made how much so the the film made three hundred million now the lawyer is claiming the family only made seven hundred thousand dollars that,
3: does that seem messed up to you I mean it's still don't get me wrong. If any of us came in contact with seven hundred thousand dollars, we'd be. Oh, over Of the course, money, you but know? like,
4: but like you said, you know, it's like it's in Hollywood. comparison.
3: Like, yeah, in comparison, it's not.
4: But if the family made seven hundred thousand dollars, and Sean Tui the dad, is claiming that each member of the family got fourteen thousand, like what?
3: How big is your family? I mean, that's a big ass family. Or your math is terribly wrong. No,
4: there was only in the in the film. There's only five of them.
3: Yeah, somebody, it's somebody sketchy. got screwed. Yeah. yeah,
4: this is Jess, and that was your top three. It was 15 years ago this
3: week that arguably the most offensive television show, which still airs today, first came out. Any guesses?
4: Most offensive? Most offensive TV show. I mean, I don't, did they think it was SNL?
3: Not SNL. No? We'll talk about it today in our Throwback Thursday segment. This is fun, y'all. You ready to scratch that nostalgic itch? That's all this is for the next couple of minutes. We're going to look back at the number one songs in Maryland from previous years, play some music. It's like, oh my God, I remember that. And then I'll take you to that moment in pop culture history and be like, wow, is it? I can't believe how much culture has changed and that show has not. Uh, Let's start with 2000, sorry, uh, 2016. The number one song in Maryland today would have been Sia and Cheap Thrills.
4: There was a
6: minute where you could not
4: turn on the radio and not hear her. Oh, everywhere. Yeah.
3: This is one of those songs, though, that gets in my head. Anytime there's a high-pitched anything in a song.
4: Yeah.
3: I love Chief Thrills. <laughs> like that, like, haunted me some nights where I couldn't sleep. Like, I oh, love Thrills. Got it. Okay. All right. Nine years before that, the number one song in Maryland today, back in 2007, Sean Kingston and Beautiful Girls.
4: How are these? I, I, time. I
3: first started doing morning radio when this song was popular. Mm-hmm. So it takes me back to that. But I'll tell you a, a sad story about Sean Kingston. You may remember this. When we worked in California, we were doing a concert. We met him. He was so sweet. I, I didn't. I wasn't there that year. Okay. So a couple years later though, We had like posted that we're doing our concert again. He literally tweeted back, said, "Can I come?" And I'm like, "Sean Kingston, you're bigger than that. You don't need that. You don't need to beg to come to a concert." I'm not mad
4: at him for that. You would do the same thing. It's the
3: hustle, you know. I I respect it. I get it. All right, y'all. Let's go back to a moment. Speaking of moments, 1996, the number one song today would have been the Macarena. And bonus points.
4: That music video is so random. Sure,
3: I still remember? Hang on. Like the angles did, 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 are so
4: <laughs> awkward. I'm like, why is the camera next to the floor and like making them look like they're in a fishbowl? You know what I mean? Can you
3: still do the dance? Like, it's I haven't macerated in 30 but years. But and I'm over doing here doing it naturally. Did, did.
4: yeah? <laughs> I was. I'm talking to you, and my body's moving, and I don't even know, but it's like it, doing it.
3: It's almost like it took control of our bodies, yeah. right? Like yeah, they, they were in possession of us for a couple of years. All right, yeah, it was 15 years ago today that South Park aired for the very first time. Are you right?
4: serious? Remember South Park, y'all? I, I mean, mean yeah, but wow. The most offensive show on television. Well, it's
3: definitely been one that has been the most scrutinized, right? Okay. And so there was an article written about South-, about South Park maybe two years ago that I was reading. And it's talking about, like, how long... Can the show keep going? Now the show has been renewed into its thirtieth season. I think it's on its twenty seventh season or something like that. It's, it's ridiculous. It's been on forever, right? Oh wow! But the the partner yeah. was at the end.
4: They do. They make fun of everybody. That's the problem, right? Yeah. So
3: when the show first premiered, think about it. We weren't living in a culture that was canceling everybody. We weren't living. Like, nobody even. I remember it being like, oh, this is kind of this is kind of risque, but it wasn't like this big meltdown, right? Because we didn't live in a culture where. Everything was, like, overly scrutinized. Comedy wasn't overly scrutinized.
4: Right, but, it was to, either... but to a fault, they got away with whatever they wanted, and a lot of people got away with whatever they wanted.
3: And they're still kind of pushing that limit to this day, right? Yeah. Like, just for example, I went back and I watched a show that came on Comedy Central back in the early 2000s called Nathan For You, and I was thinking this show could never work nowadays. Mm. Like, it just couldn't. It's just way, the comedy is just way too different. So, I mean, South Park, literally, the year was 1997 when it premiered. Uh, it was have been this week back in 1997. How in the world
4: is it still going?
3: Still on. Yeah. Still. How? But how long that like, can? Like, we've canceled literally almost everything.
4: With it staying true to, to South Park to what it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know.
3: Guess was off the last couple of days. We're just kind of catching up behind the scenes. You had your Zoom with your yeah. wedding planner?
4: Yeah. So, I'm getting married. Uh, Garage Boy and I are getting married next May on Star Wars Day. And we're getting married in California. So, all planning is taking place over Zoom, right? right? Doing long-distance planning. And the Zoom is like two hours. And one question I had to ask our planner was, how close is the bathroom to the actual ceremony? Like, where it's taking place? Dude,
3: what's happening with your bladder? I don't think I've ever met somebody that's been so concerned Mm -hmm. about... Bathroom usage. If you listen to the show a lot, you know Jess has a lot of anxiety
4: when it comes to peeing, with
3: having to get to a bathroom fast. Yeah, Do you, is it a small bladder? Do you have like an actual issue? I'm I'm saying this with all love and sincerity. Like, no, I think it's just think thinks it's about a this small, constantly.
4: It's a small bladder, and then also the anxiety that I have because I'm thinking about like all the situations that I've been in, like going to a concert <laughs> and like having to get up, like at the conference, trying to sit in the back of the room during your panel. I was like, I can't sit too close to the front because I'm gonna have to up to pee and I don't want people to see me like these are real things and maybe normal normal human beings don't care I care way too much about what other people think and making them uncomfortable and having to make them get up right for me right the
3: inconvenience of it all exactly
4: which causes me anxiety I don't know if anyone feels that way but it's ruining my life so when it comes to my <laughs> wedding day I was I asked her I was like so where is the bathroom, and, like, how close is it, and how soon can I, how late can I go to the bathroom yeah, before the ceremony? Question. Because Dude, I'm going to have nervous peas.
3: I just thought about this. Like, you have to literally think about that, because once you, once it's the, and wedding ceremonies don't last a long time. Like, are you guys planning on doing, like, a full uh, like, is it a big is the, is the, cele- the ceremony itself going to be like a really long one Are you going to do like the reading the Bibles and like no, the, all the speeches and all that or is no. it going to be kind of quick in and out
4: I think we'll do our vows but I do think it's going to be on the longer side because it's going to be emotional <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean so I think that's what's going to make it long because right?
3: if you're like five minutes in and you're like I got to pee mm-hmm. that's really going to be an issue with you anybody else I wouldn't be concerned about with this right? but just literally it, it like causes her so much anxiety mm-hmm. because her bladder is the size of a pee it's something honestly you got to think about. I know. If you're somebody with stage fright, I just want you to picture this for a second. Imagine being on stage in front of your peers, and all of a sudden you get this uncontrollable urge to cry. Now, Jess, typically you're the crier, so I don't even know if you've been in a place where you've had to be in front of a large group of people and got that urge. Mm -hmm. And this is Mix 1065, by the way. Hi, it's Kramer and Jess. Uh, I'm not I'm not a huge crier, but man, I did one of the most impactful and challenging things I think I've done in my whole radio career last week. And since Jess has been off, we haven't really had a chance to talk about it. But honestly, it's been a really emotionally tough week, I think even more so than you know, Jess, and I'll kind of fill you in right now too. Um, I was asked to be on a panel at this thing called Morning Show Boot Camp, which is basically just a radio conference for morning show people.
4: Yeah, I have a bunch of people on radio from across the country. We all meet up once a year. We learn, we talk, and it's just kind of like recharging your radio batteries a bit.
3: I'm somebody that's been open about my mental health struggles. In case you you don't know and haven't heard my story, I suffer with anxiety and depression. I've been suicidal at times in my life. And so I felt, I think because I do speak about it pretty freely, that... It, they felt like I'd be a good candidate to be on this, this panel, right? The so first
4: mental health panel, ever, by the way, ever. they've ever done, which, they've was, done.
3: which is huge. Mm-hmm. So I want you to picture this. it's uh, we, we walk onto the stage. There's about, what, 100 people in the room or so? Mm-hmm. And I none of us knew how the moderator was going to start this panel, but she ends up reading an email from another one of our colleagues who remained anonymous about how this colleague found themselves in a really dark place at one point. And she, or he, I don't know, um, considered, you know, death by suicide mm-hmm. and ending their life, right? And thankfully, because of the radio community kind of being there for that person, um, that person did not end up taking their own life. And I didn't see that story coming. I didn't know that story was coming. She but didn't tell you guys she no, was going to read that? No, no idea. Okay. I had no clue. So I just got really, it made me really emotional because it could have easily been somebody in that room and to hear like somebody, man, I'll tell you, as much as i work with and talk about mental health, death by suicide, honestly, like heavy, mm-hmm. heavy stuff. Really, really heavy to me. So it kind of got me choked up and, made the rest of the panel challenging because I just felt this like strong emotion of like, Hey, if that's how one person in this room is feeling. I wonder how many of the people in this room are feeling. Right. Okay. Now fast forward to Tuesday and you and I haven't had a chance to talk about this yet. I found out that there's somebody in our industry that did take their life by suicide. Did you see this story? Mm-mm. A guy that worked in Dallas for a long time, uh, had been out of work now for a while and I I don't know. Obviously, the the story was just that, basically. I don't have any details of what happened. Not that I even need details, right? But there was like this really sad sense of should I have like reached out, like should I have said something? Like this twice in this week now, I've been faced with people that have, unbeknownst to me, and I don't even know who that first anonymous person was literally were at a point where they felt like they couldn't go on anymore Mm
0: -hmm.
3: and I know that it's like none of our responsibility but I felt compelled to talk about this this morning because the truth is man and I know this sounds so cliche I never want this comment to sound cliche but we really never know what each other are going through ever Mm -hmm. and I think it's more than just like being kind to one another but also like thinking proactively Think about it. You could send somebody a text right now that you know is going through a hard time. Nothing that even has to be that complex, but just, no. hey, I'm just thinking about you.
4: Right. And if you need me, I'm here. And
3: I'm here. Or I'm thinking about you. Or here's a funny meme or just something to make somebody feel not so alone. Yeah. And some of these people don't even speak about their hard times. It may not be somebody that... You blatantly know is going through a hard time right now.
4: Or may not be in the place where they can vocalize what exactly is going on.
3: I'm just going to urge you to remember that, like, we just, we never really know. And I hate that it takes these really hard moments for us to, oh, yeah, I remember that now that people don't always just openly talk about all their problems. Yeah. But God, if I could, like, compel you this morning just to send one person a text just to say, I'm thinking about you. I mean, that could really make a huge difference in somebody's life.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
3: Tell me these are not all absolutely accurate. It's trending on Twitter this morning is hashtag signs you're in your forties. And Jess, I don't even know if as a 30-year-old, you'll be able to relate to some of these, but there's something really weird. I just turned 40 back in June, and like, damn, why are these? These are hitting so close to home today. Okay. I'll read a couple. Hashtag, uh, you're in your 40s. First one is, you're in the supermarket, and you realize the music that is playing is the same thing that came on in your junior high homecoming dance? Okay. I can't tell you how many times now. And you don't even catch yourself doing it, you know? It's because it's just kind of in the background. And all of a sudden, you're like, I don't want to wait for my life, to. And you're like, wait, that song's literally 20 years old now. Yeah. That was so popular back in the day. It's crazy. Hashtag your signs you're in your 40s. And if you've got one you want to add to our list, by the way, like signs you know you're in your 40s, call us, text us, 410-583-1065. If a cashier asks for your ID, if you're, like, buying booze or whatever... And then laughs because they obviously know that, like, you're old enough to get it. There's this weird thing in your 30s where you can kind of pass as maybe still being in your 20s, you know? Okay. 40, nobody confuses you for, like, being too young to drink anymore.
4: But you're saying it's just part of protocol, so they need to ask
3: That's what I'm saying.
4: Okay.
3: Uh, We're talking about hashtag signs you're in your 40s. Uh, Your social media feed is filled with pictures of your friends' kids and their latest achievements.
4: I can say as being 30 years old, I relate to that. I have a lot of friends that have kids. That does start to
3: happen now, right? But I think that's basically it. Now, someone that doesn't have kids... I definitely see that. And what's even weirder, hashtag signs you in your 40s, is like your friends' kids are in high school.
4: Mm. And
3: that's, especially like when your friends from high school have kids that are in high school. Yeah,
4: you're like, what is happening?
3: Bro, that will mess you up. We're doing hashtag signs you're in your 40s. 410-583-1065. If you've got a good one. You think about like, damn, that is true. That like You're definitely in your 40s. You're feeling this. Um, hangovers. Jessica, hangovers. Listen,
4: that already (laughs) kicked off for me, y'all. The day after, I was not 29 anymore. I'm telling you, yeah, I don't have to wait to be 40 to relate to that one.
3: Hangovers, have an all-day affair now instead of a quick recovery. (sighs) I don't know if you ever recover from hangovers once you're in your 40s. I think a part of you just dies, Mm. and you never quite get it back. And this one is so true. Hashtag signs you're in your 40s is when you're talking about directions – and I guarantee you, if you said this in front of your kids or in front of a 20-year-old, they have no idea what you're talking about. If you said, let's just MapQuest it.
4: I know what MapQuest is. I used to have to print the directions out for my parents.
3: But do you think somebody 10 years you're younger would know it? Like, there's no way.
4: Probably not. Let me just
3: MapQuest that real quick and get my Inkjet printer lined up so I can oh, find man. out where I'm going. The big story in our top three today is about Britney Spears. And I know if you're rolling your eyes saying, Why is it always Britney Spears? I don't know. It just is, you know? But today, this is actually, this is big news. What yeah, happened? Yeah.
4: So, Britney Spears and her husband of 14 months, Sam Asgari, have filed for divorce. Well, Sam filed, uh, I think, probably last night or early today.
3: Yeah. So, we, the, the really shocking part about this is it's, well, it was 14 months, right? 14 months. Yes. They were married. And, like, I was sitting here earlier talking about, like, how could that, Go so wrong so fast because they were together as a couple for a minute.
4: Yeah, for yeah, they were together for a long time. Um, but I just feel like the conservatorship had a lot, probably played a really big part in their relationship. Who knows if they were allowed to get married during that time? Yeah, you know what
3: I mean. So I asked the question. I said, "Is there anybody listening right now?" And feel free to hop in this conversation too. That had a marriage last fourteen months or less. Because how could that go so wrong? You know what I mean? Like, how could you have made that commitment of, I absolutely want to spend the rest of my life with you? And then within 15 months, one of y'all's like, no, 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 never mind. You know? 410-583-1065. I do want to talk to her. Wait, Liz from Baltimore uh, County. What what happened with you?
0: I mean, yeah, we were together we were really young. And you know, we had all the aspirations for having a family mm-hmm. and growing old together. And yeah. we went through college and, you know, had had bumps in the roads for sure, but, um, we kind of started to just grow in different directions, but we were trying to you know, go back together. And, sure. um, after we got married, we found out that I was likely not going to be able to have children. Mm. And that wasn't anything that we had really talked about because, you know, when you're young, you don't think that you're going to get that news. Yeah. And when we get, when we got that news, um, he was not open to adoption or surrogacy or anything. Wow. His thoughts were, his thoughts were that he wouldn't be able to fully love a child that wasn't biologically his, which is his right sure. to feel that way. Yeah, and oh my God. you know I appreciate the honesty. It, it kind of just really broke down communication. He got a little resentful. I got a little resentful with things, and oh. um, he wasn't really open to. Any type of counseling or any type of like third party help, right? To try to help us work through that. And again, we were we were young. We were in our early twenties, so
3: right.
0: there's that like, oh, if I can't figure it out on my own, then it's not worth it, kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. So, yeah.
3: Man, well, so I mean, how does that, now? Now you, you know, that was that was years ago. I mean, looking back on it now, are you able to say like, thank goodness we ended things the way it did, or is it still kind oh, of yeah. Kinda staying?
0: I mean, yeah, he and I are actually still like we're not like friends, friends, but like if I if I saw him out or if like my family we still live in the same area, yeah. so like my family sees him or I see him, you know, friendly okay, We're friendly, like yeah. yeah, it's it's not a bad thing. It's just. um you know, sometimes those unfortunate things come up, and they're not really something that's, yeah. and, that's, that both of you are willing to compromise on. I
3: get yeah. it. I get it. And I guess that that would be an actually a valid reason of why you'd be married for a short amount of time, right? I mean, un, unexpected, surely. But I yeah. think mature both of you to say, like, listen, this ain't working. And we're going to be resentful about this, and this is not what we, each of us want. Better to do it now than be resentful for ten years. That's right. for sure. Right. So yeah, exactly. Th-
0: like I feel like when you're young and you have that, like those those hard times that you're trying to work through, you have that like light at the end. Of of the tunnel like this is what i'm working for and then when that was taken away it was like
3: well now what are we working yeah absolutely hey listen i appreciate the transparency today yeah thank Thank you you. 410-583-1065 we're talking to people here in maryland that were married for basically shorter than britney spears found out this morning that she is getting divorced after 14 months of marriage
4: who's this oh this is tish from baltimore
3: tish how long were you guys married so we were married for literally
5: a year. We separated 2 days after our 1 year wedding anniversary. Oh. But we were together for 10 years. Okay, so, that, oh. so you're almost
3: in the kind of a Britney Spears situation here, right? Right. right. Literally, yeah. So how does how does that go so wrong? You were with him for 10 years. You guys have at this point talked through probably everything. Yeah,
4: what changed from being literally. together for 10 and then get and then separating after a 1 year of marriage? Yeah. So Do you know how people go, oh, it's the same.
5: It's totally the same. It's not the same. That's true. Some people, like, the first year of marriage, people say, is the hardest. It's literally the make or break. Mm -hmm. We had just had, like, my first child, Mm -hmm. um... So, you know, we had the baby play a part in it. But, like, we were growing and we couldn't grow together. We had to grow apart.
3: Wow. Okay. Are you glad, though? Okay, so here's the thing. There's some people that notice early on, like, this ain't going to work. Like, you guys were like, this ain't going to be it. And there's some people that would notice the same thing you did and then stay married for another two and a half decades or whatever, right? Are, yes. are you Are you glad that you guys were able to say, listen, this just ain't it and split? Yes, I'm so glad. It literally changed the next.
5: Ten years of my life, because I got married when I was twenty, Okay. and I was uh, we were separated by the time I was twenty-one, yeah. and we were divorced by the time I was twenty-two. Okay, and I literally needed to be a free spirit and yeah, let my flag fly yeah, because did. I didn't know what it felt uh, like to yeah, okay. just live and be myself. So it was like a blessing, and you know, yeah, yeah. a blessing in disguise. disguise. Do
3: you get to so keep the? Was, do you keep the gifts ahead. if you only been married for for a year? You send them back.
5: So, okay, so we didn't really have like a big honky dory wedding. We were like, we got married at the courthouse. And then that summer, we were going to like go to the beach and do the whole reception with our family and everything. And we just didn't make
3: it. Didn't even get get your one and done. One and done. Thank you. Thank you
4: for sharing. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you,
3: guys. Now. Now, now, now.
0: These are the top three trending stories in the city
5: the Baltimore top three with Jess. Number three.
4: During a press conference, Hawaii Governor Josh Green said he was taking steps to stop the attempted land grabs in the areas of Maui affected by the wildfires to make sure people don't lose their land. Green said he's instructed State Attorney General Ann Lopez to work on putting a monetarium in place on land transactions in the Lahaina area. He says he will have more details tomorrow and also said he'd like to put a long-term monetarium into place on land bought by people who aren't on Maui. Two lawsuits have been filed against Hawaii electric for not de-energizing the power lines in the Lahaina area when high winds began to impact the region.
3: Man, that's true. I bet there's so many people. Well, I mean, on both sides. If you're in the investing game, you're looking at this like, hey, I can sit this out for 10 years. I guarantee it'll be way better by then. Hawaii land is so expensive. But it's also, I can tell you, because you were there not too long ago, it's very treasured by the people. Yes, it's very treasured by, by the, the people. locals. So, and, to- and
4: how terrible are you? Whether well, where well, they need time to heal, and 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 over one hundred uh, over thirteen hundred people still not oh, even no. found for you to be asking about. They don't care about land.
3: They're trying to make money.
4: Number two, Camden Fest scheduled for next month has been canceled. Organizers say their permit application was denied, and they were asked to change the date. Organizers blame the Baltimore Office of Promotion and Arts for rescheduling Artscape to September, and basically negatively... Negatively impacting other smaller events typically held that month. So, Handen Fest will eventually be rescheduled. No date has been announced yet. Our escape takes place September 22nd through September 24th.
6: Number one
4: Barbie made another $6.1 million on Tuesday for a domestic total of $537.4 million. That makes it the biggest Warner Brothers movie ever in North America. The previous champ was the Dark Knight. Barbie has made $1.2 billion worldwide, making it Warner Brothers' second biggest global hit ever behind Harry Potter and the <laughs> Deathly Hallows Part two. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And in more Barbie news, it will be available to stream digitally in a few weeks, but for about 20 bucks. So you can pre-order it now on Amazon, and it's set to arrive on September fifth. Yeah, what? are you going to pay twenty bucks? Yeah, are you absolutely. At I home? Am.
3: Yeah, I'm so excited to watch that movie again. You
4: know what? I probably will too. You know
3: what I mean? You're right. I'll, I'll give you my password. We can I share. Saw
4: the, okay, cool, cool, cool. You know how I do. Yeah.
3: yeah. So here's the here's the thing, though. I don't know where we got this whole new early premiere idea what do you mean these $20 releases at home it's nonsense right back in the day we had two things you either watch the movie theater or you watch at home right but now for the first like two three weeks when it comes out you gotta pay like 20 bucks to watch it which is just nonsensical you know what I mean? Yeah, they're taking advantage of us introverts like myself. That are like,
4: I mean, you're not gonna go to the movie theater I seven times.
3: Prefer not to go to the movies again. So like, but will I pay twenty bucks? It's gonna be hard to pay twenty bucks, but will I? Y'all, it's a good movie. Even as is a, a dude, is a good movie. It is
4: awesome. This is Jess, and that was your top three
0: crazy doing
3: it. It's about to go down. <laughs> Perfect. We want to know
6: everything. Dish. Oh, oh, It's Talk Me Out of It, please.
0: With Kramer and Jess.
6: Mix
3: 106.5. Okay, uh, Anonymous, we've got you on the voice disguiser, so what's this crazy idea going through your head? I think I
7: have to drop out of my sister's wedding because I love my sister's
3: fiance. You say you love him? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, well, what's... um. What's the situation?
7: We all met at the same time, basically. Mm-hmm. We were at this Orioles game. A group of my friends were there. A group of his friends were there. Mm-hmm. And we happened to meet. And immediately I felt spark. Like maybe I wanted to pursue him. But it was pretty evident early on that he was interested in my sister. hmm. Okay. And fast forward, it's been two and a half years. And they're getting married this weekend. Mm hmm. And I really wrestling with it, like having a meltdown because time gets closer, like my feelings for him are so strong that like, I was dating someone and I broke up with him because I thought like, if this is what it feels like to be in love with someone, like I can't leave this other guy on. Mm -hmm. So really, really just like torn, I know he doesn't have any feelings for me and that's her fiance and I'm just like really at odds. Like I'm in a bridal party. I don't know what to the wedding is this weekend. And oh, I don't know if like in good faith I should be up there. Like mm. on the altar. Like I don't know that I would want that if someone were in love with my yeah. fiance. Yeah.
4: Do you feel like your feelings have been getting stronger this entire time leading up to this point?
7: Yeah. It intensifies Like every time I see him I'm like oh, why isn't he with me? Uh,
3: okay. god. That is super messy. Um, does your sister have any idea that, that you have these feelings?
7: No, no. I mean, like, look, we've been through odds with each other, like, over the years. Our like, sisters do whatever, whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that to her, ultimately. which is why I think I shouldn't go.
3: Well, like, what would you I say? be
7: at her wedding. Yeah.
3: Would you just, would you? Uh,
7: I could be sick. I, I don't know. I just, like, find some way to not be there because it's just, it's not fair to her. I can't
4: help how I feel. You're not trying to stop the wedding, are you?
7: No, but yeah. I feel like if
3: I'm there, I like I just don't feel like it would be right. Yeah, damn, that is tricky. Okay, 410 1065 So Anonymous says, I'm supposed to be in my sister's wedding this weekend, and I just happen to have really strong feelings for her fiancé, and now you almost feel guilty because you have these feelings for him, yeah? Yeah, exactly. So the question now is does she need to back out of this wedding? Like imagine, I guess we can all imagine for one second that we were in these shoes and how would you feel if somebody was in your bridal party, especially a family member? Oof. Yeah. Um, you know, Anonymous wants to drop out of this wedding. Do we tell her to go forward or talk her out of it? 410-583-1065. Jess,
4: thoughts? Listen, I'm so sorry that you're going through this, but you need to go to the wedding and be there for your sister. I mean, it's literally days away and I, I just feel like that's going to hurt you and your relationship not only with her but your entire family in the long run and you need to work this out with yourself but you need to go to the wedding.
3: Yeah, but at the same time like imagine if this ever came out. You know what I mean? Like imagine if all of a sudden... Her sister finds out one day. Dude, we would be wrecked. Like I would not want somebody standing up in my bridal party and being like, oh, yeah, we're sitting here witnessing the, the love and we support this. But in the meantime, I know that you've got – we're not talking a little crush. I mean yeah. if if you're willing to break up with somebody else because your feelings for her fiancé are even stronger – we're dealing with a real problem here. Okay, 410-583-1065. Anonymous is in in love with her sister's fiance and their wedding is this weekend. She wants to drop out. Do we tell her to go? Do we talk her out of it? Hey, Michelle Van Joppa, good morning. Good morning. Do we tell her to drop out of this wedding or talk her out of it?
0: Talk her out of it.
5: Girlfriend needs to just keep her mouth shut and get over herself.
0: Be there for her sister. She's going to get over this guy. She's going to move on whenever life goes on. But, like, her sister is going to marry this man and be with him for the rest of her life. Right. She needs to think about
4: that you put that first so i i agree with you that she needs to be there for her sister because i would be devastated if my sister just randomly dropped out of my wedding like a day beforehand
3: yeah, yes that part is true you know what i mean but at the same time i mean would you if if butter your sister was in love with garage boy yeah would you want her to stand up there next to y'all and be like oh this is great you know, I think mean, about that.
4: Yeah, I would still, I, I feel that. Like, I think I would be more, more hurt if she, like, disappeared on me for no reason and I had no idea what happened.
3: Okay. Thank you for calling Agreed. us. We, presi- we appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 410-583-1065. Hey, Brian from Cockeysville. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? We're good. So, you know, she wants to basically drop out of her sister's wedding because she's she's got these undeniable feelings for her sister's uh, fiance. Do we tell yeah. her to go for that or, or talk her out of it?
1: Um, I myself was in the same position. <laughs>
3: well, what, what What was your situation?
1: I'm actually now married to my brother's ex-wife.
3: Really how uh, how did that how did that a, happen?
1: and a like- long story, and I played the long game there wasn 't any overlaps originally in high school, me and her we we had like a little sling we didn 't really like fully date, but we just never you know did anything about it, and then mm-hmm. later on in uh, college, they meet and then eventually marriage, but that sling was always there like so that 's why I say like I feel for her eventually, there was trouble arising, they eventually um divorce. And, again, long-term, I didn't just swoop right in, but that magic was there. It slowly just continued, and then now we're we're married.
3: Wow, so the whole time, wait, this whole time when they were together, you had
1: feelings for her. Right. I know it sounds betrayal, but it's just like a, man, when you've got it, you got it, and you don't let that go.
4: How long were they married for?
1: Eight years.
4: What? Wait, you waited eight years? Yeah. Did you
1: date... In between, I every time I tried, it like you would just think of her. Wow. I would just think of her rather. Damn. Was, okay, like, and that's so, what I mean. Like it's it's really that's why like I feel for this girl. I know what she's feeling. It, s- it's it's horrible because you know you know the real truth here.
3: So you, you know? in your professional opinion, you think it's best for her just to go this weekend and and keep up with this facade as long as she has to, and then just keep chasing these feelings.
1: As long as she is not going to overlap them. Like, mm. do not cause betrayal. Yeah. But, like, if it's real, that magic will stay there until it's time. Okay. Like, it's only a matter of time, but don't, like, don't
3: dishonor. Yeah. No, Aww. absolutely. Okay, we'll we'll talk her out of it And Thank you for calling us. Appreciate it. Of course, yeah. I just, I don't know that I necessarily agree. Am I the only person that sees this as wildly morally wrong to go stand at somebody's wedding, especially your family if you have feelings, and we're not talking about, oh, he's cute.
4: So you think that she shouldn't even show up to the wedding at all?
3: I, I think that that would be morally the wrong thing to do. Hey, Dean from Baltimore, do we tell her to drop out of the wedding or talk her out of it?
6: I mean, she really needs to go to the wedding and get over herself. I, I think that there are things in life that we, we keep to ourselves sometimes, and this is one of them. Okay. I mean, years down the road, this guy could very well maybe end up leaving her sister, who knows, and but she would always have her sister. Mm. It's her family, and I think Jess was right. She this is going to create a lot of problems in her family. So she really needs to go support her sister, bite her tongue, and, and just. Colder her breath and do this. Okay. She
4: was going to drop out. You should have dropped out months ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you didn't think that y'all, you could stand next forget, to her sister, you do that. Wait, you do not You do not tell a bride that days before she's about to walk down the aisle. That are, is so wrong. Y'all are
3: thinking so surface level about this. My it's, it's eye just started twitching.
4: My eyes literally twitching. Because you were
3: like, the question's not should she drop out of her sister's bridal party or not, right? We're talking about should she be a part of this ceremony if she's in love with... <laughs> with her, with her sister's so, fiance. So, guys, how
6: about when parents don't want their child to marry somebody, mm. but the child is hell bent on marrying that person? The parents still go to the wedding.
3: That's true. Okay, that's a good still, point. That's that's yeah, a good and they point. They
6: bite their tongue and they support their family. I, I just think that she needs to get over this. Okay, I mean, nothing that, ever existed between her and the fiance. True, she just has a crush, a bad crush. She
3: needs to get over it. Okay, mm-hmm. I hear. Actually, that makes that's that's probably the the, the most sense we made all this morning for this whole thing. So, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Ah, uh, guys. I just want to say one. Let me actually get her back on. Anonymous, I just want to say one more thing before we uh, we get your two cents on this. But can you? Imagine, okay, let's just say that you go through with this wedding this weekend, and then down the road, it comes out in whatever fashion, like the guy we talked to earlier in the show who ended up marrying
4: eight you, years later eight
3: years later, yeah. like can you imagine if this all comes out later that like you had these feelings like during you know during her wedding?
7: yeah, I just can you imagine what would happen like if I still like God?
3: What it would do to the dynamic of me and my sister. No. Your relationship would never be able to be the same, right?
7: It would be blown up. And, like,
3: I feel like I might feel different about this if it had been, like, a short-term crush, right? Like, if this was, oh, we, we, we saw each other at the at the O's game and there was, like, this spark, but whatever. But, like, I mean, if you've been doing this for two and a half years, I don't see it getting better, especially if you say it's intensifying. Well, what day is the wedding? Saturday. Oh. Okay. So I don't know if you've heard this segment before, but typically what we do is we just we're, we're nosy with these things and we kind of like to figure out what you actually decided to do. We do on Mondays what we call a talk me out of it update uh, where people call back and let us know. But I, obviously, I don't know your real name. We don't have your phone number. We were, to, we were like rely on you to, mm. to call us back. Would you be willing to do that and give us the update of what you decided to do? Okay.